0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Western Traditions Podcast. This podcast will tell the story of Western civilization. This first episode is the general prologue to the entire scope of the podcast. This story of Western civilization is long. Where it begins exactly as a matter of discussion. Many would say that it begins with the Classical Greece of around 500 BC, near the time of the famous battles at Marathon, Thermopylae, and Salamis. Others might mark the dialogues of Socrates about 100 years later as the starting point for this story. No one would doubt, though, that the story has roots in earlier times. Ancient Egypt, certainly, provided material and inspiration for the Greeks of the Classical period, The Egyptians indicated to the Greek writer Herodotus that they possessed the most ancient civilization in the world, and this was long believed to be true by historians. However, archaeological discoveries in the 19th century and the years since then have shown that there existed another civilization before the pharaohs came to rule on the Nile River. The cities of Shumer were established along the rivers Tigris and Euphrates at least a thousand years before the pyramids rose from the sands of the Egyptian desert. The connection of Sumer to Western civilization is clear. Amid the disinterred ruins of this lost society, archaeologists found clay tablets marked with one of the earliest forms of writing, cuneiform. Once deciphered, these tablets revealed a great deal about the life of this formerly unknown people living along the banks of two great rivers in the Near East. Most of the texts, scratched into the ancient clay, dealt with routine economic and political issues, A set of these tablets, though, told a story about one of the most famous kings of the Sumerians, Gilgamesh. This story is now recognized as one of the first epic tales ever recorded, predecessor in a way of later accounts such as the Iliad, the Odyssey, and the Aeneid. Its strongest link to Western traditions, however, is the tales recounting of a great flood which wiped out the population of nearly the entire world. This flood story immediately draws to mind... its similarities and its differences, the story of Noah's flood and the Bible. And this connection brings us to another cornerstone of our Western tradition, the Bible itself. This ancient text truly sustains and or interacts with virtually the entirety of the Western tradition. The Greeks knew little or nothing of the Hebrew and Christian scriptures, but later writers of Western civilization, such as Dante, author of the medieval classic The Divine Comedy, successfully intertwined their lore and mythology with the stories of the Old and New Testament. Furthermore, Christian men of learning in the Middle Ages relied on the scientific and philosophical works of the Greeks and the Romans, until new scientific revolutions replace such works. This entanglement of Scripture and Christianity with the earlier pagan elements of Western civilization is undeniable. One cannot understand a Shakespearean play without being familiar with the Bible. In the same way, one must also have a decent understanding of the Greek and Roman mythologies to comprehend Shakespeare's work. And the admixture of the Christian religion with other branches of knowledge throughout Western history is also indisputable. The most famous men of science, art, philosophy, and other subjects in the history of Western civilization were all steeped in religious knowledge. For example, Isaac Newton, renowned scientist, mathematician, and hero to many a modern atheist, wrote more on religious topics than he did on matters scientific and mathematical. Gregor Mendel, father of the science of genetics, was an Augustinian monk. The inventor of the Big Bang theory in the early 20th century was a Catholic priest from Belgium. Named George Lamate. Given all this, it is clear that the roots of the Western tradition extend far back in time, much farther back than classical Greece. Yet, even in the ancient societies of the Near East, referred to in numerous biblical accounts, we find the roots of Western civilization merely passing through, having their origins even farther back than the ziggurats of Shumer. The scriptures, both the Hebrew and the Christian divisions, the Old and the New Testament, begin with references not to the beginnings of their respective cultures or their religious beliefs, but rather with references to the very beginning of everything, the creation of the planet Earth and the universe which it inhabits. Therefore, this podcast will genuinely begin the story of Western civilization with an episode about the very beginning of the universe, seen through lenses both scientific and religious. From there, we will travel forward in time, frequently pausing to study in depth some particular period of our common past, but always maintaining the momentum up until our present time. After that, Pontas's content will follow the procession of life and history as it unfolds. The focus will shift, slowly but inexorably, turning toward the West, Europe, and the Americas as the episodes accumulate. Before you, I spread out a map. Its edges are tattered. Some portions are yellowed with time. Loving hands have gently unrolled this map, have pressed the corners flat to better see the extreme regions depicted. Meandering lines trace the geographic frontiers and shores of the Near East, of Europe, and the lands contiguous to it. There are no political borders on this map. It is not a map of a specific time, those certain cities of noteworthy age and or significance dot the blank spaces between rivers mountains and ocean shores jericho babylon jerusalem athens rome paris london washington see the geography laid out before us the rivers tigris and euphrates wind their way between the ancient cities of Shumer, before uniting at the shores of the persian gulf Buried somewhere here, according to the ancients, is the Garden of Eden. The Nile courses steadily north from the mountains of East Africa, passing the ancient pyramids of Egypt, their locations noted on your map with simple triangles that do no justice to their size or the power of their presence. Finally, this great river empties into the Eastern Mediterranean. Crete sits amid the waters of the Eastern Mediterranean, recipient perhaps of knowledge from Egypt, but also from sources now lost along the shores of that wine-dark sea. Here, the genesis of Greek culture takes place. Lost Mycenae, buried in the soil of ancient Greece, gives us a tale of the ancient Trojan War and the bloodlines of mighty Agamemnon. Not far away, Sparta and Athens persist today, as did their soldiers 25 centuries ago against the Persian army and navy, sparking the fire that would blaze forth from this seemingly insignificant peninsula and warm the hearts and minds of a hundred generations of men and women in Europe and elsewhere. The flames of this fire, the spirit of the men of the West, will be the stubborn desire for independence among the Greek city-states, the writings of Herodotus and Sophocles, the philosophy of Socrates, the sword of Alexander the Great. This fire will burn also in the hearths of Roman homes, from which sturdy, valiant men will go forth to conquer the known world, and unite its peoples under an umbrella latticed with roads and laws. As Rome passes into history, the Church will rise amid its ruins and sustain its legacy through the Middle Ages in scattered castles and burgeoning towns that Charlemagne will unite by the power of both sword and faith. Those towns will become the powerful cities of the early modern period, where men of genius will be born and produce new scientific knowledge that will challenge the preconceptions of ages past columbus and others will carry this fire thousands of miles overseas to the new world in ships made by hand from mere lumber the fire will also burn north and bring dominion to london which will become a nexus for power and wealth as the years accumulate and approach the present finally the british empire will fade and the locus of Western civilization will shift across the Atlantic Ocean to the United States, where even now it undergoes decline and seeks a new location presently unknown. But why do we walk this road? Why follow the map? Why go to meet with Aristotle, with Charlemagne, with Columbus? Why study history at all? And why study Western history with such devotion? This is a genuine question that should not be brushed aside. There are many ways to answer the question. Not all answers will satisfy, but I hope that listeners can hear some reasons and see why they might want to learn the lessons of Western history. There are many people today especially in the United States, but elsewhere as well, that choose to focus their studies and or their children's studies on the great books of the Western world. This is a collection of books that consist of many of the greatest written works of Western civilization, beginning with the Iliad and ending with the works of late 19th century and early 20th century authors. These books also form a significant foundation for this podcast, although the episodes are not in any way limited to their scope. Why do so many people immerse themselves and their families in the richness of this heritage? Some may do this to retain the connection between the ancient past and the present, to retain a sort of communion with all those who have come before. Others may do it for more pragmatic reasons. The vast sum of knowledge possessed in the West today has grown incrementally over the last several thousand years. Learning through the great books in historical order allows one to acquire knowledge as the ancients did standing upon the shoulders of the great men who came before them. It also allows one to learn from their mistakes, to understand how preconceptions can cloud your approach to problems. Finally, there is no doubt that this journey through the history of the West is exciting, especially when compared to the drab experiences most students of any age have in the average school environment. At best, they learn history from sanitized snippets of these works, and often do not hear of them at all, Instead, their teachers serve them pre-digested bits of information, summarized in dull paragraphs in a textbook. The Western Traditions podcast aims to provide the listener with explorations of these great works and the men and women who wrote them. But this will be much more than a tour through a library. Here you will build a vision of the human past in your mind. As the episodes progress, the complex tapestry of battles and truces, marriages and love affairs, speeches and prayers births and deaths, will weave itself into a coherent picture of events that lead from the most distant past to our present day, and to you yourself, who have inherited this history. There will be eight series of episodes produced for this podcast. Each series will feature a particular period of human history, as well as the cultures which predominated. These series progress chronologically for the most part along a sort of historical spine that extends from the beginning of the universe to our contemporary time. The first series is called Ancient World. It describes events from the beginning of the universe through biblical times in the Near East. The second series, The Greek Sun, begins the truly distinct history of the West, when Greek culture reaches an apex after defending itself from the Persian Empire. The third series will be about the Roman Empire, beginning with Roman origins in a mythological past, and extending until the disastrous decline of Roman culture in the 3rd century AD. The Middle Ages are the subject of the fourth series, which begins with the rise of the Roman Emperor Constantine and continues until the fall of Constantinople, in AD 1453. The fifth series is called the Early Modern Period, a segment of history that begins around the opening of the 16th century and covers events prior to the Seven Years' War between France and England in the mid-18th century. The period from 1750 until 1914 is known, according to some historians, as the long 19th century. The sixth series will explain the cultural, political, and technological unity of that era. The seventh series tells of the short 20th century, beginning with the opening of World War I, which radically changed the political and cultural landscape of the entire world, and ends with the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991. Finally, the eighth series will explore the history of the contemporary world, from the advent of the internet in the 1990s through the early decades of the 21st century. Thank you for listening to the Western Traditions Podcast. The next episode will introduce the first series, The Ancient World.